All right, guys, we're back at it. Part two, Jeff Perry, NFTs, crypto, all the things. If you guys aren't sure about these topics, make sure you tune into the part two. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying right now. No, it'll you be want, fun. Just, I, oh. You can probably get a viral video you drop in a bar on your neck or something. No, I'll be all right. <laughs> all right. I trained so, through worse conditions. So basically, the whole decentralization thing, it's like next level because people hate that all these big institutions have all their data and they control what happens. If you can have a transfer of value of something in a decentralized manner, meaning no one owns the protocol that created it, it's just a lot more libertarian, like it's a lot more free, like, but again, where's where's all the money that's in bitcoin um it's a i mean there are plenty of sovereign entities but there's like you have to understand the markets are so manipulated and the big boys are already loaded in so mm -hmm. it's like oh it's decentralized sure but they the whales still control the price action they'll still dump the price on your head and then buy your coins as you're selling them into fear and yeah. they'll buy back cheaper and they do that it's a rinse repeat cycle um so yeah, it's, it's a decentralized protocol, meaning there's a bunch of different validator nodes. All Anyone can set up about and start verifying transactions or mining Bitcoin. And um, and yeah, just like that protocol is decentralized, if that makes sense. Feel free to ask more questions if it doesn't. Because no, yeah. there's going to be some people watching this. Like I'm going to share the podcast, obviously, with my NFT community, especially if we start talking about my projects. Yeah. And they, they know way more than me. So I'm sitting here. They're going to be like, no, you fucking explained this wrong. Like it's better, you know. So yeah. there's I'm doing be, the best I can here. There's going to be also a lot of people watching the podcast that are going to ask questions like, what does decentralized even yeah. mean? Yeah, no, uh, please. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, that's the goal. Let's educate as many people as possible. So yeah. ask me like your thoughts are probably valid that but most people watching this are probably having the same one. So yeah. ask away. Um, so what's the craze about? So NFTs, it's not like the, the common thing I see when I ask people around here, what's an NFT, cheers. they go, uh, it's like an image. It's a digital image, right? Hey, cheers. Your, um, I'll cheers synagogue. <laughs> Israel. Um, so, most people think NFTs are just digital images, mm -hmm. which all the money trading around, That's flowing around, thought. where the mass like psychosis is, or or like the uh, just like the mania, is with trading NFTs that specifically have like they're usually PNGs. They're not even JPEGs. Everyone yeah. calls them JPEGs. They're usually PNG files. It's <laughs> this nuanced detail, but like. That's where all the mania is, is trading like these profile picture projects or, or like a lot of the projects will offer like passive income, things like that. I can try to explain. Um, but that's where the mania is. NFT is just a non-fungible token. It's just like a data set online. And um, there's a million things you can do with that. You can store hospital records more efficiently. You can use them as a wedding certificate or ownership of a house, like that deed to a house. Mm -hmm. Like all this stuff that's like this crazy, messy paperwork. That's like the smart contract stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So it's all on like smart contract protocols. And um, like, so it can be a number of things. And in my personal opinion, within 10, 15 years, a lot of the things you you use every day, whether it's the fucking gym membership fob or you know tickets to a concert, it's gonna be it's gonna be a non fungible token on a blockchain. People mm. aren't even gonna realize that, but that's just how it's gonna be stored, probably because yeah. it's more efficient and it makes sense. Um, but to there's you. right to you. That's why it's not relevant today because no one really understands it. Even yeah. like the the regulating bodies of the government, they're still trying to figure it out. Hmm. So it's going to take time for this adoption to come about and for the technology to advance. It's all so primitive. It's like the Wild West. Like all these coders are rushing to build things yeah. that they don't really even fully understand what how it works. Like a lot of them do. But like there's just so much to be discovered, if that makes sense. And there's no regulations behind it. So it's like who can build the 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 thing the quickest and then everyone's like compromising like scalability because they wanted to get theirs out first type of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was like, kind of like getting at is knowing what's actually going to be something like you would want to invest in or something that's just some bullshit that somebody created and they're like, yeah, this is available now and buy this. And all of a sudden, like, right. it's a price is just shit. Like, because it seems like a lot of people with the NFTs is like they're buying, but then they're looking to like flip right away and make money. Yeah, so there's a huge market. It's, it's like a lot of flippers. So it's either flippers people who have a long-term vision for certain projects, mm. just degens. Well, those are mostly the flippers, like degenerates that just are just aping money in trying to make a quick dollar. 
um, or collectors of art and they or or just crypto OGs, right? Yeah. Because think of it this way: if some dude's been buying Bitcoin or any cryptos, let's say he has like hundreds of Ethereum because he was buying when it was a few bucks. And he's just such a believer in smart contracts and blockchain. It's going to be the future. And he's now a multimillionaire. Well, he's probably, and he loves the protocol and the technology behind it. He's probably willing to spend a few, uh, you know, 50 grand out of his $25 million on a digital image because it's an NFT. It's stored on the blockchain. He loves it. In that, that whole ecosystem made him a millionaire. So he's going to ape some of that money back in, if that makes sense, yeah. to something he believes in. So there's also that because it's like, oh, I want to make money. It's like, well, look around. Where's the money at right now? It just got pumped into crypto hard. So it's like you want to make money, maybe make some friends with some crypto millionaires. Maybe they know where money's going. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's definitely like the absolute place to be, in my opinion, right now. And when I say right now, I just mean over the coming four to ten years. Right. Like the prices can go down for three years straight and I'm still would stick by that statement. Um, but so basically, yeah, the more I traded, I basically got, I like started learning about NFTs like last year. I wasn't that early in it. Um, but I had held, I had held a coin called VeChain, and, um, it's basically a supply chain tracking blockchain. That's like, that's what they originally made for ticker symbol V E T. It used to be V E N, but then they kind of rebranded it to V E T now. And, um, it's like a supply chain tracking blockchain. They are looking for like enterprise adoption of these big users that want to track their supply chain, have their supply chain tracked on a blockchain protocol that is like carbon friendly, right? Mm -hmm. Good to the climate type yeah. of thing. That's a big thing that's coming. That's a huge narrative that's gonna be pitched moving forward with all this technological stuff. And, um, and that's just efficient and low cost. And so that's what VeChain is pitching for. Right now, they have partners. With, they're partnered with Walmart China, Bayer China, the pharmaceutical company, um, Louis Vuitton China. The CEO is like the ex-CIO of Louis Vuitton China. Um, and again, that doesn't mean oh, Walmart and Bayer China moon like it's going. It's going straight up like not at all. Um, these things can like think about it this way. It could be a side chain that they're just you know testing some things out on and then and then this new coin is, is where they're really gonna actually have this enterprise adoption um so like nothing's guaranteed is all i'm saying yeah. but um when you see big partners walmart china bayer china i mean you guys know i'm not a fucking huge fan of the pharmaceutical industry but then i'm invested in something that they're invested in hmm i wonder why yeah you can only wonder so I saw this, I'm investing in this coin partially, so I'm exploring the ecosystem. I download their wallet, it's a decentralized application, a dApp, I'll refer to it as as well. And it's basically a wallet where you can send your VeChain to from the exchange and you hold your VeChain on the wallet there. That, that You actually own the private keys to, to that wallet, if that makes sense. So it, it gives you a seed phrase, it's like 12 to 24 words, depending on where you're at. Yeah. And as long as you memorize those words or have them written down, you can access your wallet on any computer, if that makes sense. That's kind of how most of these decentralized protocols work, or all of them, really. Um, and so it's like you can owe the government like $30 million, but if they don't have your seed phrase, they cannot take your money. They can, they can freeze your bank account tomorrow because it's owned by a centralized entity, <clears> and that centralized entity bows down to the government, obviously. Yeah. But they cannot take your money unless they torture you and get your seed phrase, basically. Hmm. So... That it's like it's giving ownership back to the sovereign individual. And then now you can lend out your tokens or stake them into liquidity pools and earn a passive APR. So you're essentially becoming what the bank does. Yeah. Right. The bank takes your money and they lend it out and they get a return on it via interest. Now you as a sovereign individual can do that with full ownership of your money and you can lend it out and get returns. And you're getting way better returns than anything that's offered, you know, elsewhere. Yeah. So so I was exploring VeChain and I was I saw day one it was VPunks the 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 mo the first crypto project that blew up NFT wise was called CryptoPunks it's just like these eight bit digitized little digital images of like people yeah uh, just like a headshot and like you know they have different attributes on them yeah. I don't know if you've seen them no yeah and so that was on the Ethereum blockchain like years ago they were actually airdropped to certain wallets for free and now they're worth hundreds of thousands of dollars each there's ten thousand of them Jesus it's wild. 
So basically, I saw VPunks on VeChain blockchain. I'm like, oh shit, what is this? I heard about NFTs. Let me look into this. And it was day one. It was like the fir- only a few hundred had been minted out of a thousand, uh, ten thousand. So I like minted a few, and the mint price for me, it was like a tiered system. The first thousand was 390 VeChain, and then every thousand that get minted, it's 390 chain extra to mint the next thousand. Mm-hmm. So by 10,000, it was 3,900 VeChain. But so I minted a few and like 390 and then maybe the next tier and I minted like one or two more at like 1170 or whatever it is. And then the floor, the floor price, meaning the cheapest price for the, for the VPunks went all the way up to 18,000 VeChain each. And at the time, I forget what, what it was. It was, it was, you know, a grand or two or like at least mo- more than a grand. But the point is that I was like, I just turned 390 VeChain into 18,000 if I sold the top, which I had sold a few before then, but I was pumped. I was like, I just like 390 into 7,500 VeChain. Like this is crazy returns. You don't see this in the stock market. This is a fucking, you know, 10X or whatever or yeah. more. Yeah. Um, that's like a 20X. Yeah. So I was just like blown away by that. I was like, okay, this really is where the hype's at. You have to be careful because you have to understand what you're buying and it's it, it's a digital image and you have to research the project. Is the team doxxed, meaning is the team public or are they anonymous and they're you know hidden and they're just going to basically take the money from the mint sales and run. Yeah. So that was one thing that I pitched behind my project that I was that is a good site for people in the community is that we're fully like uh, public. Mm-hmm. I link my Instagram, everything. I'm like, look, here's who I am. Here's our artists. Like. We're not just going to fucking run off. Like we're going to do what we say we're doing. And so let me actually pull this image up. I think I have it right here. So I'm participating in VeChain projects. I'm in a profit trading them, the, mm-hmm. the NFTs. And the thing is with VeChain, it's such a small side ecosystem that there's not a, it, the community's pretty tight knit. It's small, but like every project that was coming out since it's brand new, there was enough buyers. There's enough OG VeChain hodlers that have a bunch of VeChain saved up and they support the ecosystem. They, they love the technology. So they're going to mint the project. <clears throat> and so every, like most projects that were releasing in the beginning, were doing well and you're making a profit on as long as you sold. Right. Yeah. And so I'm participating. And then it just hit me one day. I'm just looking at this and this is a project called VKongs. And I'm just looking at the images. And I'm just like, what is this? Like, what am I actually buying right now? Like, do you see that? It's just yeah. like a digitized, like, ape. Yeah. Horrible art. Like, I'm sorry Horrible. for any V-Kong holders out there. I'm still holding some, by the way, yeah. or one. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, they just made, like, 80 grand minting out this project. They had no roadmap. They, they weren't promising really anything. Yet, they just made 80K selling these, like these apes yeah and i was like and that was just like an aha moment i was like i can do better than this like are you kidding me and then i'm still sitting there buying it too yeah so i'm like this is ridiculous and then i'm still buying it because i'm like part and then i realized like if i'm buying it like yeah that like there's gonna be more buyers because it's just like i don't know it's just people just don't want to miss out right yeah Yeah. they don't want to miss out and they just love the the idea of the technology and they believe in its future so I'm sitting here, I'm just like, I can do this. And like, when I saw VKongs, I'm like, all right, I can do better than this. So I was thinking like, oh, I want to create a, a project like for a while. Um, and then luckily enough, I met my artist. His name's Rob D. Teodoro, super OG guy, um, super tapped in spiritually. Like we kind of connect on that level. He's like into all this like esoteric knowledge and whatnot. And I meet him at the Kennet Square Mushroom Festival. And like just immediately his art's like super potent, psychedelic cartoon, kind of like vibrant, really saturated. And like, I love it. We just hit it off. I'm like, dude, like, have you heard about NFTs? He's like, I know nothing. He has no experience of blockchain or crypto. He's like, but a lot of people have been telling me. And so like the first day I met him, I was like, yeah, I don't really know how to make this work. Like, sure, it's an artist, but it's like, what would we do for the R? And like, because when it comes to NFT projects, one, you have to have the artist, you have to have someone who makes the art. Yeah. Two, you have to have someone who's able to market the project to bring in buyers. And then three, you have to have someone with blockchain coding technology that knows how to write the smart contracts to launch the minting situation, upload all of the photos and tokenize them. And so it's like, where am I going to get all these people? I don't know. I don't know any blockchain devs or coders, but again, the more you time you spend on Twitter, the more time you spend in the V chain NFT discords, you see different coders or, or devs like pop up, say, Hey, I'm a coder, I'm a dev, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to start looking. Like I talked to him. I talked to Rob. And we were like trying to decide, oh, what should we do? I was like, oh, I think like some sort of wizards would be cool. Like it doesn't. And then he's like, I'm do, I've been doing like gnomes lately, and like there's some cult following about gnomes. Like people just love them. They they my paintings they sell oh. like immediately. And so I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know, because it's one of those yeah. things where it's like I could sit there being like, no, we have to do the perfect art that I want to do, or it's like just start. Like yeah. gnomes, you want to do that? Let's go. Yeah. And so that was kind of the decision behind it. Um, and then again, I just spent some time on Discord searching, and I was like, and I found a, I found a dude who knows how to code pretty well, and he's like pretty tight knit in the community. And then I reached out to one of the marketplaces, VC.io, V-E-S-E-A.io, and um, I was like, yo, like, what does it take to launch a project? How does this work? And he's like, basically, we cover the smart contract creation, we take a fee, and all this stuff. And so I was like, holy shit, this is actually coming together. So then I started doing some research, and I look. And I download my own coding program or like Visual Studio Code and, and Node.js. It's like a programming language. And you can kind of just download templates and then edit the code a little bit. And if you have all the layers as like a separate image file, then um, you kind of throw them all and organize them in folders and whatnot and then set the data right. And then you can run the generation and it generates all the images. So like that wasn't that hard to learn. It's like, you know, hour long YouTube video at most. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just like, wow, things are coming together. So then we made a Twitter, we made a Discord, we started promoting it. Um, what you can do is giveaways, right? So I was giving away a bunch of my V chain up front or like not even a bunch, but I mean, in the end, we did so many giveaways, it was a decent amount. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, you offer, oh, new NFT project and you start engaging with all the other NFT projects. So you just get your name out there. And again, the, the community's tight knit. And one thing I'll say is that the VChain community, the VFAM is super tight knit and super positive. Like I come from years and years ago, the gaming community, and then also part of the fitness industry. And what I see is a lot higher level of toxicity, especially in gaming. Fitness, it's better, it's more motivational, but there's still a super ego based. And it's like, I wanna be better than everyone else type of thing. Yeah. Crypto, the, it's super positive. Everyone's like sharing each other. Like I, I created this this uh, Twitter and like everyone's retweeting it, everyone's sharing it. Every and I'm just like, wow, it's all love here. And like that felt really good. And it just like made me want to keep going essentially. So that's something I really enjoy. And that's what actually is like <clears throat> sucking a lot of my time into that space. So. Yeah. Well, I feel like crypto, it's like if every, if like some, somebody's doing good and you promote it, you can do better as well. Like it's 100%. like a compounding interest. You like, you sell, 10, yeah. percent Whereas like sometimes like some of the other things like people think you gotta like step on somebody to like advance, right. but crypto or yeah, it's you want to associate with you know your people that understand like how things work and like, but it's like you don't want to like, just like yeah you're not at the end of the day you're not better than anyone else you don't put anyone down for that but yeah. like you don't see that in crypto for the most part no yeah I mean the more the more people that kind of know about the crypto or the project the better right it's 100% like, and that's the thing is like people are like oh it's too late it's like no dude we're still early adopters uh, yeah i think uh i don't know where i came across it or who i heard it from but it was like 10 or 20% of the world's invested in crypto so yeah, it's like it'd probably be less than that i think i think it's yeah i think it's like 10% maybe yeah so right. yeah, I think I think it's like ten percent of people in the world are invested in crypto. I think so it's less than that. If it we're might be. The whole yeah, world, it I might be. be wrong. Yeah, but they were saying like, imagine when it is twenty percent. Yeah, you know, imagine yeah. when it is thirty percent. Like, because that's kind of the direction we're heading. And like, the more people that are involved, the more you know, it you know, the expands. more the market cap yeah. comes to the upside. 100%. So more money that can be made. And, yeah, it's interesting to see like, man, we really are kind of still at the beginning. Like, it seems like sometimes you're late because like maybe you didn't get in at the price you wanted to right. or like or the prices yeah. go down 80 percent. Yeah. For three years straight. You think it's over. And all of no, a it's, yeah. it's just another part of the cycle. Right? Yeah. Even 10 percent kind of sounds like a lot. It's a lot when you think about all yeah. the foreign countries. Because it's like what, like fucking 25 percent of the world is in like complete poverty. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know the numbers on that, but that is a important statistic to bring up. It's like the majority of people in Mexico and all these other foreign countries, they don't even have bank accounts. Yeah. yeah. But they have a smartphone that can store Bitcoin by just downloading an app. Mm -hmm. So the adoption can get crazy when, when like you see El Salvador, another country just like a few days ago, who was it? I, to I totally forget, but another country adopted as legal tender. That doesn't mean the price is just gonna skyrocket immediately, but it's a good sign. Yeah. And I bet you money the project or the, the countries that like 
adopt Bitcoin early on, like El Salvador, they're going to do well. You watch, they're, they're just like, economy is going to flourish over the coming years. There's going to be a lot of money that just flows over that, that mm -hmm. way. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. It's wild. And so, so yeah, go ahead. With your project, like, finish off with that. Yeah. So basically, the project's name was VNOMES NFT. VChain gnomes essentially right there was some other projects like V Kings came out and so we kind of wanted like brand ourselves like similar to them as like the o like some of the OG VChain projects so that yeah. when if and when like VChain has some huge enterprise adoption th there's going to be a lot of money flowing in there's going to be a lot of new investors in VChain there's going to be people that go oh VChain has NFTs cuz that's another thing you hear in these Twitter spaces is that like People don't even realize VeChain has NFTs. All the newcomers are like, yeah, guys, I just heard about this. Like, I didn't even realize VeChain had NFTs. So there's new people coming in every day. Mm -hmm. So that's a good sign that we're very early. Uh, our project released before VC even had price filters, meaning like you couldn't even filter price from low to high on the collections in the marketplace when we launched. Like, that's <laughs> how early it is, in a sense. And like, yeah. I watched all these marketplaces come up because I was one of the I was in like one of the first VeChain NFT projects and then I watched VC create theirs. I watched World of V, I minted theirs. And you, you, you use the marketplace at first. And again, it's all web three. It's all this like next level code. So like they don't even have it figured out. It takes forever to load. It's like crashing. It's like complete shit. But then you see over the past six, seven months, the marketplaces are, they're building every day. And it's like a really good sign. Um, hmm. So what was even your question? I went off on my side. No, yeah, it was just more so like with, <laughs> with the launch of your project and everything like that. Yeah. Like, so it, it went well and everything like that. Yeah, it went super well. So essentially like one, you build a community, you grow the Twitter and the Discord, you do a bunch of giveaways or like, I'm just saying what we did. Yeah. Not saying you have to do it this way. Um, do a bunch of giveaways <clears throat> and you can give away like some VeChain, you can give away some of the NFTs that aren't even created yet, right? So you're kind of a creating value before it even exists, if that makes sense. Because you're hosting a giveaway, you're saying like, follow, retweet, tag three friends. So you're getting a lot of engagement to the pages and you're saying we'll give away one Venom NFT when the project drops. Mm -hmm. We reserve 33 out of the 3,333 Venoms uh, as like giveaways for promotions and yeah. whatnot. So we can give those away. It's kind of like creating value almost out of thin air in a sense. I mean, not because you're working on the project and yeah. it's coming and they can sell it immediately on, on mint day to someone who's buying it for a profit. Yeah. Um, so we did all that. You, there's a lot of like marketing that goes into like creating graphics and creating banners and backgrounds and all the info, right? Cause like people want to see like, okay, who's the team? They want to see what's the utility of the project. Is it just a profile picture that the people are going to mint it out and then you're never going to hear another announcement from them. There's a lot of projects like that. So basically our like tokenomics of it was 10% of the mint sales goes to the community wallet where it's going to be used to sweep the floor. So basically it's like a buyback, right? Mm -hmm. So people can essentially say, okay, 10% of the mint sales are going to be used to buy these back. So I should be able to at least sell these back, uh, to some extent, even if the project just like flops in a sense. Um, but this also, it basically just helps get out of like a lot of like the weak hands or like people who are looking for easy flips right off the bat. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that immediately there can be some weird like FUD, like fear, uncertainty, doubt, like someone puts out bad news or like something where everyone just wants to sell and they dump the price. Like, so it's not a guarantee like, oh, you're going to make money, right? There's none of that in this yeah. space. But, um, 10% of the men's sales went to the community wallet. Um, three random mentors got like a custom painting from Rob. So like people who are interested in collecting art, like he'll literally make a custom painting ship for free. Uh, or no, I'm sorry, one random mentor, one top mentor. So whoever mints the most. And then um, what was who, what did the third person get? Or what was the reason the third person got? One random mentor, the top mentor, and I, I can't the believe I'm blanking mentor. on this. Yeah. All right, maybe, maybe I'll think of it in a second, but basically, you know, there was some custom painting sent out as part of the project. Um, and so, and then it's also just the, the craze, right? Everyone wants to mint something and see the project go up in value because, mm -hmm. because you have to bring more buyers in essentially or, or provide some utility to the project. And so this was kind of our first project, right? We couldn't really reinvest like 50% of it because again, the marketplace is taking a fee. I'm paying this coder guy a fee. And so... That was pretty much the project. It minted out in like 59 minutes, 
like right under an hour. It was like a few seconds under an hour. It was cool that we like locked that in because that's like yeah. a good stat. Oh, no, less yeah. than an hour. Less than an hour. Fifty nine yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hilarious. Um, and like me and Robert's blown away. Like the Discord, it's like flying. Right, everyone's like like how high. many were available? Three thousand three hundred thirty three. Damn. Now, Jeez. 33 were reserved, yeah. so 3,300 technically. Yeah. And there was a pre-sale, so people can get whitelisted for the pre-sale, meaning that they can mint early. It, like, guarantees them a mint for mm -hmm. something that's going to – like, if, if someone was away for that hour, they're like, oh, the public sale is at this time? All right, I'll be there in two hours. It's already gone, right? So if they're yeah. getting the pre-sale, it kind of guarantees them a mint or a few, depending on how the project sets it up. Um, so a few were minted out in the pre-sale. So it wasn't 3,359 minutes, but it was – you know, not much less than yeah. that. And it's funny because going into it, me and Rob were just kind of nervous. Rob, my artist, I'm just like, dude, are we gonna like, are we gonna sell this out? We're like, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, what if we fail? And what I've heard from like multiple other project owners is that they all say the same thing. Even if they're doing really well, there's always a fear of like, are we not gonna sell out? And so I'm working on a second project with Rob and the Safe Haven Foundation. There's so much to talk about. but um, And we kind of have that same feeling. It's like, oh, is it going to mint out? Oh, we don't know. But it's like, you know, just just stick with your gut and just, just go through with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Hmm. So that sold out quick. We ended up using only 5% of the 10% to sweep the floor. We had the first floor sweep where it, it basically swept up a bunch of gnomes. Now we have like 131 gnomes in the community wallet. And we're slowly dispersing them to random wallets who have their gnomes unlisted, if that makes sense. So they don't have them for sale. Yeah, they're like holding. So it basically incentivizes people to not flood the marketplace with offer for selling. Mm -hmm. And then it gives them free util it gives them utility by having a chance to get free gnomes airdrops. So we were giving away one gnome every other day to just a random wallet. So one gnome that isn't listed for sale in your wallet counts as one ticket essentially mm -hmm. towards that raffle. So that's a distribution method where we're dis distributing things back. We also, with the other 5%, purchase a Safe Haven node. So Safe Haven, ticker symbol SHA, S-H-A, is a token on VeChain's blockchain. And they're a legitimate company. They're creating decentralized inheritance protocols. So essentially, inherit, like, and they have many other products too. They're working on like ThorPay, which is like mass professional payments. So if a company's paying people in crypto, they can do it you know, with a click of a button, like a whole ledger set up to distribute payments. Um, they're working on Trust Alliance Network, which is like a conglomerate of like blockchain professionals. So if you're looking for legal advice in terms of blockchain, there's gonna be like that Trust Alliance Network. That's one of their products as well. So that's another thing is like, you wanna invest in companies that have legitimate products. It's not a doggy coin where the, the owner can inflate the supply at a click of a button. Yeah. It's a company that's creating decentralized inheritance protocols where you own your inheritance data on a safe key device, like a cold storage device, it's stored offline, it can't really be hacked, and it's split up into multiple different segments. <laughs> and so, like, that's a legitimate product. Does that mean that the whole world's gonna be using the Safe Haven protocol, you know, next year? Definitely not, but it's still a safer bet than a doggy coin, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's, I feel like with NFTs, because I feel like with certain, like, cryptos, it's kind of like, Seems just like a lot of hype. Maybe when you get in, it's a lot of well. That's the issue is that everyone getting in, they're getting into the hype because they're not actually seasoned investors. They're not looking for things when they're low. They're just hearing. They all hear the about hype. it, and but it's it's one of those things. Like if you if you're hearing about it, and like the energy is there and the hype is there, that's you're when probably you, too late. That's when you should be yeah. scared. Yeah, you, you're already too late. <laughs> if you already if you have that coin already that you be selling yeah, then you're little, selling yeah. but like if you're just if you're in the gym like i am all the time and like i was before and you're hearing about something you're like fuck it i'm gonna buy it yeah. you're already too late you're you're literally giving money to someone taking profit yeah literally so so that that's like a good little like pro tip yeah. for beginners like 100%. if you're hearing about it and you seem it's like exciting at that moment good chance you're too late yeah so you're buying it's more so hype. it's like just like anything else you gotta do your research understand like what's coming before it's coming yeah, you know what I mean. It's, and it's not easy. No, no yeah, one knows it, what's going to happen. Yeah, no one can I mean, predict the future. You a lot can of only time and energy. Statistical bets. Yeah. So. so that's why, like, to be honest, I was like going hard for a while in crypto. I was like really into it, and I was paying attention more. But I feel like I was still not giving it the attention it needed to like really benefit. Yeah. That's why now I've just kind of accepted. All right, Colin, like, you got too much shit going on. Yeah. 
maybe just pull back on like just throwing <laughs> money wherever the fuck you like you, you hear, hear is yeah. maybe where you should throw it because like at that time you've already missed the boat like yeah, it's exactly. already probably over so i'm like all right I'm, I'm i'm chilling i got like i still have my money where it's at yeah. but i'm not like making moves based on what i'm hearing or what youtube Smart video man. comes out and like making a rash decision like like i gotta do this like i was doing that for a while i'd be like all of a sudden like crypto boy on like youtube would like come out with something i'd be like fuck i gotta maybe i should buy this it's already too late man right. like you've already like missed the boat and so. it may work in the beginning but maybe, it works yeah. until it doesn't yeah and more than often more often than not it does not work and yeah. you're getting wrecked so. so it's like if you're not willing to actually like dedicate the time right. you might want to manage your money a little more carefully yeah. like the smartest thing you can do that's not going to take up any of your time is just buying x amount every week or month and with where the prices are at bitcoins at like 38 37k right now it's not a bad it's not a bad entry with where yeah. it's at like again i'm some random kid giving you advice don't listen to me right but it's yeah. like you know look into it on your own but if you're buying whatever dollar amount every week for the next couple of years you're probably going to be in a pretty good position yeah so yeah i feel like bitcoin ethereum obviously those are like the big boys is there any other big ones that you would say like keep an eye on or maybe like throw a little bit of money at as you go yeah, i mean again it's like i don't want to make any certain like i don't know no financial advice i don't know anything's going to happen i'm personally like in v chain obviously but again i've like my some of my holdings from VeChain is from minting the NFT project, so I don't even really have to like buy in if that makes sense. I just yeah. have to put the work up front, so I'm going to hold that regardless. Um, there's a lot of like top coins. It's it's so I don't even Bitcoin Ethereum is going to be your safest bet. I could shill a bunch of different coins. Like I'm in VeChain, I'm in Safe Haven. Safe Haven has a baby market cap. It's like twenty million dollars. There's eight point five billion coins that can ever be in circulation an $8.5 billion market cap is really not out of the realm of possibilities for the products they're making. If, if decentralized inheritance protocols, like, like if their decentralized inheritance protocol, which is called Inherity, um, takes off, easily be an $8.5 billion market cap, meaning that that coin can easily go to $1. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not trying to sit here and be a moon boy and be like, safe haven from, from a third of a cent to a dollar tomorrow, buy now, no, but yeah. it's on the table. Yeah. It's also on the table that the company fails, right? Like there's, there's many crypto projects. You look back in the past, 2018 bull market where the price, where Bitcoin went up to 20K, mm -hmm. a lot of the top 100 altcoins, they don't even exist today. Hmm. Or like you see this huge parabolic run of 2018 and it's just like this, it's flat, came back right down and it's still flat. So if like you, it's like altcoins are risky. Yeah. Now I'm heavily, in altcoins, like I said, I own zero Bitcoin right now because I'm positioning myself to where you multiply your Bitcoin holdings, right? You you make a lot of gains in altcoins and then you transfer those gains into Bitcoin to hold long term. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you think there's just more returns possibly right now with the right altcoins, and then you're gonna transfer it to the Bitcoin hold long term. Yeah. When yeah. I say and when you say right now, <laughs> it's like. At this very yeah, moment, yeah. actually, the, the altcoin risk is very high mm -hmm. with where Bitcoin's at and that the fact that Bitcoin's heading down, altcoins are actually bleeding harder against Bitcoin. It would have been smarter for me to swap everything into Bitcoin a few weeks ago. Even though Bitcoin's coming down, it's losing less percentage than um, the altcoins are right now. That's just how the market works. But there's a lot you can learn about that, how the, the, the money flows. Because generally, it's like Bitcoin's going to trend up. People are going to take profits from Bitcoin into Ethereum. Ethereum is going to trend up. And then people are going to take alt profits from Ethereum into altcoins. And then there's these altcoin seasons where these tiny market cap coins have these crazy 100,000x runs. Mm -hmm. So, again, it, nothing's like one for one. There's plenty of times where Ethereum will, t right when everyone's eyes on Bitcoin, Ethereum starts taking off. And they're like, wait, wait, what? Like, what's happening? So, it, it's a mess. And I definitely see asymmetric upside potential with altcoins. And I again, I could be saying this and we could go into a year or two bear market where altcoins just get obliterated down yeah. 95%. But um, I have my own risk management situation. Everyone should have their own as well. So only invest what you're willing to lose. Yeah. Pretty 100%. simple. And like you need to take your emotions completely out of it. It's super left brain, analytical and logical. It's just 
this is what this is. Here's the fundamentals. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to fucking not look at it. Yeah. Unless you're a trader. Then you're in, then you're 95% of traders are losing money. And where's that 95% going to the 5% big boys that are profiting generally. And again, anyone can slip through. Anyone can become a professional day trader and like understand how this markets flow and come out profitable. But you don't see many multimillionaire day traders in comparison to how many retail day traders there are that lose money. Yeah. If that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I want you to put all your money in this doggy coin after this podcast. Sorry, bro. I swear <laughs> I, it's going to the I already have like a thousand in it. I'm not gonna lie. Good. And I all right, well, you can sell it. your shoes probably you still got get the a little more in it. Dude, yeah, I still got it. That's why I don't go on Robin Hood. What was your I don't, I don't even check it. Yeah. What'd you buy Doge at? Um Twenty something cents? No, nah, I think it was more. Than that. I, I bought it. it like at the hype. Prime example. <laughs> but see, I'm, you so you have to get wrecked to learn. Yeah, like I can go I, I into when I started day trading. I lost a lot of money in the stock market and then leveraged trading crypto. So like I when I first again I upgraded from Robinhood. I learned about this thing called Lightspeed Trader. It's like 130 bucks a month. You got to pay commissions on every share you trade. But it was like a legitimate like stock market trading program where you have access to like these hotkeys where on Robinhood, you got to sit there, press sell, type in the amount of shares you want to sell, type in the price, hit confirm, and then it's confirming. It takes a second. If you're like day trading or scalping a position where the price is moving or your position's fluctuating a lot within seconds, you need to be on a legitimate broker <clears throat> or like TD Ameritrade, for example, yeah. where you can literally punch one button and get out, get in or out. Yeah. So I started experimenting with that. I had some good green days and then I got absolutely wrecked. I was down like 6.8K in one day. Jeez. And I was just like, fuck, dude. And so I just aped into a leverage position on MRNA. I, I kind of didn't want to say that in order just because fucking, you know, sticker symbol MRNA. You know yeah. what that is, yeah. what company that is, right? Yeah. And this was at a time where it was like really high, like not really hype. I mean, it was pumped. My entry was like 75.96, but I had lost so much money. And I was like, Fuck it. And I just kind of ate in this leverage position and um, I just held it and it came down and I had a margin call on my account Yeah. where it's like every day it's flashing. It's like, yeah. hey, you owe us money. Like, yeah. You lost everything and you owe us more money. And I'm yeah. just sitting there. I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? <laughs> and then I just held that position because again, with certain brokers, you can do that. Other brokers, they'll just liquidate you and sell your position and you're wrecked. Luckily, you know, I had a margin call, waited. And boom, Myrna fucking pumped to the upside. And I love the fact that I made like a five-figure gain on that, but I didn't use their product, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I just love that fact. Because <laughs> I'm just sitting there, I'm like, this is so mainstream. Everyone's got their eyes on it. It's clearly going to pump harder. Mm -hmm. Like, I want, I'm going to capitalize on this bullshit. Yeah. And I did. And I love that. Yeah. But again, I'm not a fucking pro day trader. I lost money. I just ate in at the end and held a fucking position that I was read on. Uh, and then after that, I said, fuck the stock market. And I got into crypto trading. So this is like leverage trading on exchanges. This is part of the reason that the crypto market is so volatile right now is because anyone, you can take an email address, you can go on an exchange, you can take an email address, that's it. They don't ask for any KYC, know your customer verification. They don't ask for your address, social security, ID, nothing. You put in an email address and you deposit, let's say a thousand dollars of Bitcoin or any crypto, you deposit a thousand dollars. You can take that a thousand dollars and a hundred exit 100 X, meaning you can open a position that's worth $100,000. And then, so you will have a hundred thousand dollars of buying influence on the market. If that makes sense, you're going to buy up a hundred thousand dollars worth of orders with just a thousand dollars of like actual initial principle, if that makes sense. So it's so over leveraged. People are, taking these huge leverage long positions or short positions long basically if i'm long that means i opened a position i wanted to go to the upside i'm like buying the coin or the stock i'm long v chain that means i want it to go up mm -hmm. if i'm short shorting what you can do like what shorting basically means is that you're selling short you're basically selling before you even have any so you're borrowing shares let's say you borrow a thousand dollars worth of bitcoin and you short it meaning you borrow it and you sell it you sell a th let's say you know let's say you felt Let's say Bitcoin's at fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollars, and you sell fifty thousand. You short fifty thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin, one Bitcoin. So that dude, you still owe that dude one Bitcoin back. So you have to buy that back. So you're short. Let's say the price of Bitcoin goes down to twenty five thousand dollars. So 
the price went down, but your short position is in a profit because you borrowed it, sold it at 50K, and now you close the short position, you buy it back for 25K, you give that dude his one Bitcoin back, now you have 25K of profit. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you mm. can make money whether the price goes up or down. That's another thing I learned that was pretty wild. Now, shorting is very risky, mm -hmm. and you can lose a lot of money because especially with how volatile it is. If you think you're <clears> shorting and then they turn it around and pump it, you lose a lot. Yeah. So I got super into leverage trading. I took fucking 0 0.99, 0 0.99 ETH. I love it. That shit's <laughs> running through you. Two All cokes, those cokes, bunch bro. of fucking whiskey. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm also talking his fucking ear off. So, um, so where was I at? Leverage trading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you can take a little bit of money and leverage the market, have a large impact on the market. That's part of the reason why the prices are so fucking volatile right now. Okay, so I funded a trading account with 0 0.99 Ethereum, like one Ethereum, mm -hmm. which at the time it was like 500 bucks or not, maybe a little less than that. Um, and I started playing around with lever trading. I used the knowledge that I gained from trading in the stock market, some YouTube channels that are like pro day traders that are like, you know, they, they all have their certain strategies. Some people are momentum traders, like they're trading momentum. They're in and out really quick, scalping mm -hmm. stuff, really tight, like stop losses. There's other people who are like swing traders, meaning they'll open positions um, and hold them for anywhere from like days to weeks. That's like a swing position. So there's different positions, but basically for the most part, I mean, I had some swing trades, but I was also scalping. And so there was this one point where Ethereum pumps from like, you know, $600 to like $800 within a few hours. And I'm sitting there, I'm just scalping it right as it's breaking a new high. I'm getting, I'm entering in a leveraged long position. I'm leveraging my money. So my gains are, are leveraged up. Like you, you get, you multiply your gains, but if it goes down, you also multiply your losses. That's mm. why it's so risky. Yeah. And so I'm just getting in and out, scalping the fuck out of it. I turn that into like three point something Ethereum, like just in a couple hours, I'm sitting here. I'm like, this is where it's at. I'm clicking a button and I'm making money like this. I have to learn more about this. Mm -hmm. And like, I already, lo I already took a huge loss in the stock market. So it kind of teaches you some risk management, but you'll yeah. hear soon that it wasn't enough. So over the course of like two and a half, three months, I'm trading Ethereum. And again, Ethereum's like going parabolic. It's hard to lose money when an asset's just going straight up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I turned fucking, what, 500 bucks into like 20K. It's like 10 Ethereum at the time. And I'm just like, this is amazing. This is fucking the easiest work I've ever done in my life. It is, but it's also emotional. You're staring at a chart all yeah. day. I'm literally like, like, dude, I remember I was with a girl and like I was just staring at the chart the whole time. If you know, and yeah. she's just like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's yeah. ridiculous. So it gets bad. It's time consuming and it can be emotional when you're down money too. That's why you have to cut emotions from it. Yeah. So that's why if you're trading with money that you can't afford to lose, you're going to get oh, wrecked. Oh man, yeah. And so the more I traded, the more knowledge I gained and experience of just watching how market makers manipulate the price action because these big whales and these people who run exchanges, like they have all the data of leveraged positions. Think about it this way. If there's a bunch of people who are opening leverage long positions, they know exactly where their entry is. They know how much of a profit they'll be in if the price goes to this point. They'll know how much of a loss they'll be in if the price goes down. They'll know where their liquidations and their stop losses are at. So if you if you type in Bitcoin's $37,000, I open a position. If it goes to 36,000, that's my stop loss. I wanna close the position. They have that data in the back end. They know where all that's at. And these algorithms all take that into account. And so what you see time and time again is these market makers just wick the price up and down when there's all this volatility coming in, all these leveraged traders, mostly retail that have no clue what they're doing, opening positions and just getting absolutely wrecked. Because let's go back to the 1000 example. You put $1,000 in and you open a $100,000 Bitcoin position with $1,000. Mm -hmm. So you're 100x leveraged. So if that position goes down 1%, your $100,000 position is down 1%. So that position is down $1,000 yeah. and you only put in $1,000. So what the exchange is gonna do is liquidate your position. It's like, all right, you open this position because you're a retard. You, <laughs> you, you're already down all the money you put in because yeah. you leveraged so high. So we're just gonna close your position. We're, not, we're lending you the money. We're not gonna take the loss on it. Yeah. And again, in a lot of, in a lot of situations, I don't, they don't even need that like reserve. It's all paper traded, if that makes sense. Um, and so I'm watching, and I'm watching these crazy dumps. You see the price. You see the, like, 
the market, the order book bubble up and then you just see it fucking ripping of sell orders and the price is dumping down and then it's like a cascade because every person who gets liquidated, they have to sell their position immediately. So then that position gets sold. What does that do? That sells to more buyers. It pushes the price lower, lower and it's like a cascade of liquidations hmm. and they do this constantly washing retail out and it's <clears> wild <throat> to watch it in real time. And I sat there. I, I tried to short when Ethereum was breaking 2K. There was like this big sell wall at 2K. I'm like, all right, I'm going to play a little short trade here. I short it. It breaks through to the upside. So my short's in the red. I cut the loss, you know, a few hundred, 500 bucks, whatever it was. And then it goes up to 2038, I remember. Comes down and it kind of made this double bottom pattern. And it looked like it was going to break 2038. And I get long right for the break of 2038. Uh, so I wanted to go to the upside, but it gets rejected. It were kind of double tops. And so in that moment, I think I'm in LA with my time with my buddy who's uh, also trading. He had an even larger account with me and he was, we were kind of making the same trades and making a bunch of money over a few months. And um, so we both get long at that point. And I'm like, I'm telling him, I'm like, I'm supposed to stop out right now, but I didn't want to do a market sell. When you, when you basically there's a difference between limit sell and market limit means like you place an order and it's like, I want this order filled at this price. It's like, there's a limit to it. Yeah. And it can't be the current price, right? Cause then it would just be filled on the market. Mm -hmm. And so generally you get a tiny rebate. You actually get money for placing a limit order that gets filled because you're, you're essentially a, a, a maker. You're, you're a maker of, you're adding to the order book. So you're adding liquidity to the order book. That looks good for an exchange, right? Yeah. They want a lot of orders. If you're a taker, meaning you're, you're, placed, you're doing market sells or market buys, you're taking liquidity. You're taking from those limit orders. So yeah. there's usually a small fee involved. So I was like, oh, with my position, it would be like a $60 fee to market sell. Like, I'm just going to hold this, right? That is the absolute last thing you want to do because it's like there was a few trades on the way up too. It's like I had my strategy. It, I entered my position. The position went in the red to the point where I knew I should have stopped out for the loss, but I didn't. And so if you're a day trader and you're not adhering to your risk management strategies, you will lose hmm. money eventually. Because what happened was, it was like, oh, I'm gonna wait, I think it's gonna turn around. And it did, but I disobeyed my strategy. So even if I made money there, guess what happens? Next time when you disobey, maybe it's not gonna come back. And maybe it's gonna go all the way down and liquidate you. So that's what happened one day, I'm watching the order book, it's bubbling up and Ethereum is breaking out of this massive parallel channel that I had been creating for weeks. And I know I'm sitting here, I'm down like three K or something. I'm like, okay, this is where I cut the loss. Like, yeah, it sucks. It's giving back quite a bit of time that I was trading, but it's like, this is where you cut the loss. And I didn't, I held it. And that shit went ripping down. I'm telling you, the order book was flying. Like you could just feel the energy. Like, all right, the market makers making their move. They're attacking the order books. There's whales dumping the price right now. And I, I literally fucking lost 20k in a fucking matter of a day and i'm just like i just got wrecked like i just gave back all my gains over the past few months my boy who i was with lost 40k in that moment and we're just like oh i need to make a youtube video explaining that because wow. it's like a crazy story but like yeah i feel i feel like that's like a whole i fasted <laughs> for two days straight after that i'm like i'm not eating fuck i'm drinking tea my jaw like sharpened up it like really regulated my cortisol though i was like really cool about it but it's like when you take a loss that big, it's not like it's still a learning lesson because it's like I'll never forget that. I'll never disobey risk management to that degree ever again. So one, it was like a confidence boost because I was like, OK, I did that. Like I turned in like a tiny amount of money into a decent amount of money. Like why not rinse and repeat? Maybe not get into leverage day trading. Maybe, oh, looking at NFTs and stuff. But yeah. it's like one, I could do it. Two. I survived the worst possible situation. So like, let's just keep fucking attacking. Right. Yeah. It was a wild time, bro. It was man. good. Good lesson learned. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. hopefully some of you guys don't make the same. Mistake. Don't leverage trade guys. Yeah. You're going to hear that from a lot of people. Don't do it. Unless Damn, that's wild. Mm -hmm. But that was a good, that was a good story. I mean, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like in crypto, you almost have to learn the hard way once. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? At it's least like you have once. to learn once and then you'll kind of figure it out and be like, okay. And most profitable day traders, they've blown multiple accounts before they actually became profitable. Yeah. So that's like, that is very true. And that's another thing I was like, okay, like, like a lot of the most successful people in this space have been in my position right now. Yeah. They just didn't give up. So yeah not that i'm saying again i'm pursuing leverage trading but like I'll, I'll play around with some positions i fucking got liquidated today a little position but it's like 
it's money that I don't care about at all. You know, yeah. it's such a small position that fuck it. Yeah. And when prices start going parabolic again, I'll probably be opening little positions here and there, just play around because the gains are disgusting. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very, very interesting stuff. Yeah. Definitely learned a lot there. Julius yeah. is fucking about to retire from the crypto game. I know He's that. He's drunk, so. <laughs> Yo, sell. Nah, the I'm, price I'm, is I'm going good, down, man. bro. You need to sell. <laughs> That's what everyone's doing. Oh, right I now. actually looked at my um at my Robin Hood. I remember initially I put in a thousand. Um, this is why I didn't want to look at it. It's at 111 right now. <laughs> I love it. I love 111. It. He's down what 89 percent. Oh, oh man. Yeah. It's all good. Average down, bro. Yeah. You You lower your entry price. I think I'm really good at dealing with stress because honestly, that's $900 lost. And right now, I do not give a fuck. It's not lost until you sell. That's true. Until you realize. I'm like kind of kidding, but like it's true. I'm just sitting there waiting for it to go back up. I know it's going to come back up. Just hold, man. It probably will. It's what? Just Doge, right? Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, just Doge. And so Just here's wait. another example. You don't own that Doge. Robinhood could fucking have some crazy thing. Again, they're insured. Like nothing's gonna happen. But like this is part of the whole decentralized thing. Is like you don't own that Doge. If you owe the government money, they're gonna lock your shit up, or they're gonna say, "Hey, Robinhood, freeze the shit." Like you don't own it. You don't have the private keys. That Doge coin is in Robinhood's crypto wallet. If that makes sense, it's not in your wallet. Yeah. So the key to like having like your own cold storage wallet like a ledger or a trezor those are the two most popular ones is like you truly own the private keys to your data to your coins and like no one can take that from you hmm. now there's yeah. some crazy hacks going on and stuff like that but usually <laughs> it's like it's it like cold storage wallets aren't getting hacked yeah you know what i mean so so grab a wallet yeah if if you're serious about it you definitely want to get your coins off exchanges yeah. for the long term at least <clears throat> Yeah, I've heard some crazy stories. Definitely smart. Yeah, some people just like wake up one day and their shit's gone. gone. Yeah. yeah, clicking links. There's that's the thing in the NFT space is like or just crypto in general. There's so many scammers. I remember when I first got into it. This is a really common scam. I saw like this live stream on YouTube, and it was like Bill Gates is fucking giving away like a bunch of crypto because he just made this big deal, and it's like a stream. It's like a live stream of like Bill Gates talking. And then it's like, if you send 0.1 Bitcoin, you will get 0.2 in return. If you send 0.2, you get 0.4. You double your money pretty yeah. much. It's like, send it to this Bitcoin address. And I was sitting there and I was like, I was like, this is a live video. And they make it, it, it looks like a verified YouTube channel, like Bill Gates. And I'm sitting there, I'm like ready to send it. And I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, dude, this is too good to be true. Yeah. Let's hold off a moment. And then I realized like, yeah, that's a scam. I almost got wrecked. If it's if it sounds too good to be true, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. There's no way around that. Always. That's like one of the things I've learned to be the most true over my 32 years. 100%. Like, holy shit. Like, be, you know, be, you know, just due look, diligence. Exactly. Cautious, do, do, do your due diligence on anything that sounds too good to be true because it probably is. Yeah. But. And then the most popular NFT scam is Discords. You're in their Discord server. Let's say the minting is coming up. You really want this project because there's 30,000 people in the Discord. There's only 5,000 NFTs. So, like, you're worried you're not even going to be able to get one. And then you get this DM. It looks same profile picture, same name. It's got this professional big message typed out. It's like, oh, we're doing the mint early. Or it's like, oh, you've been whitelisted for being such a good member. Here's the link. And it looks exactly like their link, but it's like instead of like .io, it's like .app or yeah. like it's some different link. You click on it. You connect your wallet. You mint it. And you're just sending it to some smart contract that someone created that make, that looks exactly the same. But boom, you just sent your money. You didn't mint an NFT. You just sent your money to someone. Or you authorize your wallet on that website and then they go in and just drain your wallet because the, there was something in that code of that transaction that you signed that you authorized that allows them to do that. Damn. So there's a lot of scams. It's going to get wild for sure. The regulation is it's coming, but yeah. I don't know when. They're slow on it. Shit. Yeah. We just hit them with a lot. We just hit them with a lot. Yeah. You just got... I didn't even talk about the second project. I got mentioned <laughs> fucking May 11th with the Safe Haven Damn. Foundation. But, but uh, yeah. What the... We can get you back on before then. Yeah, let's save that for another time. Down. Yeah, you're fucking ready to train, <laughs> probably. Or or pass out. Dude, I How much you know, drink, honestly. buddy? How are you feeling after that meal? Like, I see you like, just go through the noodles. Dude, it, it wasn't the fucking noodles. It was the, the it was it was the makers. I you, saw, you, you saw on live camera. I fucking obliterated 
CT and drinking. It wasn't even close. I finished my cup. I, I had, I had, I had like fucking like four or five. He had like two barely. I was trying to just make it home tonight. Right? I, 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 yeah. I, I could drive perfectly guy. right now. But yeah, no, I think uh, I don't know. We hit him with a lot there. This is like a never-ending topic. We it could is. always get into There's more. There's more to say for sure. I feel like we like literally. It's like you only, no matter how long the conversation is, you're only like just getting the tip of the iceberg with yeah. some of this shit because it's like never ending. There's always more to learn. There's always more information coming out. So I feel like we'll we'll kind of wrap it up there. But hopefully some of you guys appreciate like the NFT, crypto yeah. um, information that we're giving you guys. Obviously, we don't want to make the podcast strictly lifting. The last couple, we've been like heavy on the lifting. Today, we got Jeff on here crushing the crypto and NFT information. So oh, yeah, I'm doing all right. There's so much to learn. I feel oh, like, oh man, yeah. I mean, I feel ways. like yeah, it's like never ending. Like even when you think you know a lot, you like learn something new the next time you really look into something. So, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. It's definitely going to be kind of fun to see how it all plays out. It is going to be fun. Yeah, I think the biggest thing it's is be just like painful first, probably painful first. Well, yeah, it's going to be fun if always you, if you make the right decisions. Yeah, try not to like be throwing money in that you can't lose because that's obviously like. You know that's not a good feeling. So if yeah. you're if the you're gonna throw in, yeah, there. make sure it's shit you're willing to lose because you never know. It's so volatile, you never know. But I think that's where we're gonna wrap this one up. We fucking surpassed the timer. The timer just maxed <laughs> it's out. maxed it's like out. Um, yeah, I think we're like this might be a two-parter. This might be a two-part yeah. episode yeah. as well. But yeah, if you guys like the NFT crypto talk, obviously hit us in the comments. I know a lot of you guys enjoyed it last time Jeff was on. We only kind of like touched on it briefly. Yeah. But yeah, always a lot to offer. Appreciate you coming on. Oh, yeah, bro. Thanks Julius, for me. you made it through a whole podcast. You, you had a good meal. Barely. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> a few bathroom breaks. A couple bathroom through. breaks. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, I know the appreciate. I know the people always appreciate you coming on. Yeah. You're Hopefully, that next, next time I'm on. Um, I'm not gonna lie, this was like a foreign language to me. Yeah. Next time I'm on, be about something that, like, I had some fun facts that I didn't get to share. It's all good. Next time, Next I'm not. Year, I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking blur them all out right now. Yeah. Maybe one for the road, right? You got something you want to tell the people? You want to tell the people before we send it off? All right. So fun fact, right? Um, I found this out last night actually. The distance between Earth and Mars, so the third and the fourth furthest planet. From the sun the distance between earth and mars is 152 million miles the distance the distance between earth and the sun is only 92 mi million miles hmm. that's just interesting to me it almost seems like it's it's fucking fake but who knows you know what i mean it almost seems right. like we're lying they're lying to us maybe hey hey maybe we don't live on a fucking hey, ball believe you know what, what you're mean? told I'm just believe saying. Don't told. speak out. Yeah, <laughs> believe the official narrative, or else. I'm just, I'm just saying. We're gonna, they're, they're gonna delete. Jeff, the Jeff knows he just doesn't want to say it out loud because no, he joking. doesn't want us yeah. to. You know what I mean? How are we gonna live on Mars though? One point. Fun fact. Yeah. How are we gonna live on Mars? Maybe Elon Mars says we're going to Mars. We're living on Mars. Elon was talking. Yeah, I forget. There was a TED talk recently where he went into it. He's like, at first, you know, 20 years, it's only gonna be like I, for, I forget what he's saying. I'm not gonna make it. We'll have to make that a whole another episode. Yeah, because yeah. we're we're closer to the sun than we are to fucking Mars, our our closest planet. Seems like a what very I'll send it off with is the U.S. dollars. Things are not going well in the economy with the Federal Reserve. Try to buy scarce assets over the coming years, uh, whether that's crypto, stocks, commodities, fucking real estate, because that's another thing we didn't even get into is like, where did all this printed money go? They gave, they gave the U.S. citizens a few bucks, and then they're buying government bonds, trillions of dollars worth, and then these bonds are purchasing stuff like BlackRock, like Tesla. There's all this money flowing into these big corporations that are doing, like BlackRock is buying up all the houses in the U.S., they're squeezing the supply, and it's going to be hard to probably own a home in the future, harder than it already is. Hmm. So, like, there's a lot going on. It's wild. <laughs> Buy scarce assets. Don't save your dollars. Your dollars are losing the reported 8.9%. It's more than that. I guarantee you the CPI numbers are totally contrived. The inflation is more like 20-plus percent. Again, take it from some random dude on the Internet. Take it with a grain of salt. Do your own research, but... Entertainment value only. We're yeah. not financial advisors. Yeah, but exactly. like, please look into it, guys, if you don't want to be getting wrecked. Because if you aren't, if you're saving dollars or you're not buying assets, you're going to be spending more energy, meaning working more hours, to buy less. 
yeah. in the coming years. It's only going to get worse. It's all about the profit. So be on the on the winning side of it, hopefully. <clears throat> and if you guys need any type of training, make sure you yes. go on the Power Build uh, Reactive. It's only twenty five dollars a month. It'll get you on track. Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, hey, at uh, least those dollars are going to something that's going to benefit them that's instead true. of fucking dying down where they can only exactly. buy a gallon Th This of energy is profitable. $25 a month for health and longevity and gains. All right, guys. the gut health plan? No, <laughs> yeah, man. we'll talk to you after, you after about yeah, that. We'll get, we'll get the gut health <laughs> reactive regiment. But appreciate you guys watching. Subscribe, comment, like, ring the notifications bell. I don't know. Follow yeah, do us all on that. all the things. Send us some comments about who you want to see on the podcast next. Send us some comments on topics you'd like us to hit on. I think we're out. All right, bye. Peace. Good stuff. Long one. Had to be long. Yo.